Hello, my beautiful friends. My name is Sadie, and this is my podcast, Student of the Universe, where I talk about anything from astrology to things that just interest me because of my birth charts. Um, this is my first episode, so I'm really excited about just being able to talk a lot. My son is in Aquarius in the fifth house, and the fifth house is a Leo house. It's the Leo house. You know, you just count in order, you know, starting with Aries and then the last one's Pisces. And that's how you know which house corresponds with which sign. You know, there's been a lot of debates actually about this, um, about people saying, oh, like Leo rules the fifth house. And then people on Twitter, on astrology Twitter specifically, are getting all upset. Um, signs don't rule houses. Signs don't rule planets. It's actually the opposite. Like, Okay, we have a problem here, and it's not that specific problem. Um, The problem is that a lot of astrologers on Twitter are more excited to, like, fight people than to, like, do astrology. And that's just, like, a really big statement that I'm saying, and I'm not talking about everyone, obviously. But I see more tweets about how not to do astrology than how to do astrology. And astrology is a lot like the Big Bang Theory. Like, well, not even the theory. What the fuck am I talking about? And also not the show. Okay, let me never use that again. The universe is constantly expanding, right? And we just know this to be true. I mean, the other day, there was that TikTok by Hank Green saying the sky would be totally white if the universe was infinite, but it's not infinite. So there are black holes where there's actually nothing out there. And then everyone's like pooping their pants because of existentialism. But he has a point. And there's also that point of if the universe is constantly expanding and astrology is the mathematical pursuit of understanding the planets and the universe and the way that it impacts us, well, then as a result, astrology has to be infinitely expanding. Like, no, we're not going to calculate what a planet in another solar system, what its effect is on us, because that's just, it's, we don't even have that information. Like, not even NASA has that information. So I'm sure astrologers, you know, astrologers could get that information before NASA. I do believe that we're not there yet. Um, let's wait until Pluto moves into Aquarius and then we'll see how our connection to outer space occurs. Um, but back to the Twitter thing to refocus my undiagnosed ADHD brain. You know, it's funny because like I will just open Twitter and I downloaded that app for astrology. That's the only reason I even wanted a Twitter in the first place. I had a Twitter in high school, of course, but it didn't take long for me to realize with my Pisces Mercury ass that I'm not really good at saying things like through a text post. Like, I'm never going to be viral because I typed something and like my opinions are not something I care to share. Like, I got a Scorpio Mars too, so I'm not going to just go out there and like tell my whole business. So Twitter never really was for me. And despite my Aries moon, I'm not really interested in fighting people. I'm actually more of a peaceful type. Like, let's just chill. Can we all just say nice things, even if they're not true? Like, I I lean towards that. And that's why Twitter was never a space I really enjoyed until I found out about astrology Twitter. And when I first joined it about a year ago, I really thought, okay, this is a place where you learn about astrology. And now I'm a year into it. And I'm like, or is it a place where you learn how to not do astrology. I don't know. I can't tell. 
one thing about me is that I write my horoscopes through Holstein houses. Like, it just makes so much sense to me. I'm, I think Placidus is real. I think Sidereal is real. I, th I think Vedic is real. Like, just, I know that those are, like, all things that relate to one another. So it's like, of course, you know, but... I try to understand all of the forms of astrology. I even have my draconic birth chart ready to go in my phone for me to analyze. Like, anytime there is a new way of perceiving astrology, I'm like, I'm there, teach it to me. Oh my god, my computer gets overheated because of me making a podcast and it's never had to do anything so stressful, so I'm gonna try to move the mic away from it so it doesn't sound like my computer is breathing down your neck. So sorry if I got a little bit louder. Back to what I was saying. Yeah, I write my horoscopes in uh, whole sign houses and it's just really comfortable. Like, of course, I acknowledge Placidus aspects and transits. That's how I use whole sign houses. And I think it's just this combination of both that really helps me get the full picture. And then I open Twitter one day and the first tweet I see is you can't you can't write horoscopes in whole sign houses. That's actually that actually means you're fucking stupid. And of course that's not exactly the way it was phrased, but it was basically someone trying to politely say uh do not write horoscopes with your with whole sign houses. And um if you don't know what whole sign houses is, let me not gatekeep like the rest of Twitter. Anyways, um whole sign houses is your rising sign being your first house and then in quote-unquote chronological like in order all the rest of the signs follow so for example i am libra rising don't even get me started i found out my birth time was wrong four years into being an astrologer but i'm okay i've seeked therapy whole sign houses so i'm a libra rising so libra is my first house and then the next sign in order is Scorpio. So Scorpio is my second house. It's pretty self-explanatory. If you need help, write it down. Like, it's kind of hard to, like, see it. And most of the time, astrology is, like, in a circle format. But if you just write, like, two columns and you just do the signs and the houses, it will be really easy for you to pick up on that and, like, learn about your chart or someone else's chart. That's what I do anyways. And that's also how I write my horoscopes. Um... Because I don't really know how you write horoscopes if you're not acknowledging that everybody has every sign and every house and we are all a conglomeration of every astrological transit, you know, like everything that's going on out there is who we are right now. And so that's why it's so nice for me to use. So opening Twitter and seeing not even a person I follow, but a recommended tweet tell me that like, one of the most fundamental things I do as a person who runs an astrology and tarot card reading business is wrong. Um, it really, it's confusing to me. And like I said before, astrology is ever growing. And if we don't let people figure things out, then it's not going to grow. And like, don't get me wrong, there's math in here. Like, I hate math and I'm well aware of how mathematical astrology is. Like, sometimes you're just going to have to sit down with a pen and paper and do some fucking 360 circle math. Like, it's it's like we're English and math, me, I don't even know how to explain it. It's, it, yeah, there are some things that just are or are not. You do have to learn fundamental facts. But then after you learn that, like, after you learn the basics... And you're respecting them and using, like, reading astrology and the transits the right way. 
I mean, why not fucking freestyle after that? What is the point of, like, doing everything to the book? Like, I don't know. Just, I was feeling a little bit hurt. I was a little bit in my feelings because I had just spent about four hours writing two horoscopes for, like, a birthday present for some people. And seeing that, I was, like... I got really anxious and I was like, oh my god, this was the only present I had for these people. Like, I fucked up. I can't, I can't give it to them. And then I was like, oh wait, actually I don't care what this tweet says and I don't care what astrology Twitter says. And I think that's the final thing is like, maybe this is just meant for me to get a tougher skin because I'm not really like, if someone says I'm wrong, I'm like, oh fuck, I really thought I was right. Like, I don't even like think twice about what I said or like, defend myself immediately like I'm like oh my god does everyone else think that what? I'm an idiot but I don't want to do that anymore and I don't want astrology twitter to do that anymore but it's way easier for me to just like find my place of peace and kind of ignore it anyways sorry to talk you know shit about some you know astrology problems on my astrology podcast that's not really what I'm looking for in making this podcast, I'm just kind of venting, getting used to hearing my own voice relentlessly for hours and hours with no one else's voice a part of it. Yeah, I've been practicing for this episode, and it was really fucking boring. I also am, like, one of those people where, like, the moment I say something wrong, like, one word wrong, I don't care how long I've been recording, it's control Z in that moment. It's over. Delete the track. It's over. We gotta start it over. And that reminds me of when I thought I was a Virgo rising, which, by the way, let's talk about that real quick. So my mom tells me confidently when I'm first studying astrology, I'm like, hey, mom, I'm getting into astrology. What time was I born? I'm about to figure all of this shit out. She goes, yeah, you were born at 747, right? Um, Wrong. So that was four years ago. And I just went to my parents' house after moving out a year ago to like get some of the last stuff I left there you know and uh I happened to pick up a lot of more memory type stuff like old photographs stuff like that and I see this picture of the little ticket that says like what time you were born what your you know gender is I don't know whatever it's just a little like it's pink and blue because gender norms that little thing and you're sitting and it's taped to the thing you're sitting in whatever the fuck that is apparently it's the only thing that actually has your birth time um which is interesting because like what the fuck why is it not on the birth certificate like why is that not important information i don't understand why they didn't think that was important information but nonetheless my mom took a film photograph of the piece of paper that actually had my birth time on it and it was not 747. It's actually 933. Um, yeah, so I went from thinking I was a Virgo rising for the longest time. Well, I didn't feel like one, right? Like, I'm telling people, they're like, what's your rising sign? Uh, I'm a, I'm a Virgo rising. They're like, what? I'm a Virgo rising. Can you say that a little bit louder, bitch, and be proud of it? Okay, fine, I'm a Virgo rising. Whatever. It never really fit me. I didn't feel like, I seemed like, like, like even my appearance I was like no like I'd look in the mirror that is not a Virgo rising right there I do not look stable like a Virgo but and then all the other stuff all the houses everything like that um it just was like okay I guess I, I could like 
try to make this work. It'd be like, you know, those little puzzles the babies have where they have like the shapes and they stick them through. It'd be like if I put a circle that was like the perfect size to fit through the square part, like, okay, that went through, but there's a lot of missing space. And then I found out that I was a Libra rising. I was like, oh, fuck. First things first, I immediately felt hotter. No offense to Virgo rising, seriously. I am not trying to offend Virgo rising. Some of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my life, like, I can't tell if I want to be them or fuck them. You know, those people have been Virgo rising. So this is not shading the appearance of Virgo risings. But, like, to be Venus ruled, though? God damn! I felt like I went through an upgrade. Like, at first I cried because I had whole sign houses as my favorite thing and I got my rising wrong. Like, the irony in that. Um, So first... There was some tears and my girlfriend didn't really understand she's not really into astrology and she was like kind of looked at me like are, wait are you really crying or is this like a bit no i'm actually crying there are tears streaming down my face oh okay well anyways i gotta go yeah so i cried and um and then i laughed and then i cried a little bit more and then i looked in the mirror and i went damn, I'm Venus ruled. And then I went through and like redid my birth chart and wrote some horoscopes and stuff. And I was like, all right, this looks about fucking right. Um, let me place my microphone down now that my computer's done breathing on me. Yeah, so one of the scariest things that can happen to astrologers is finding out that your birth time is wrong. And of course, you know, the universe thinks I'm a, I'm a brave little soul, so... They put me through it. That's fine. (sighs) Anyways, I wish that, like, people could, like, talk back. I know that I could just bring a guest onto the podcast, and that's basically what I'm looking for. But, like, I want someone to be like, um, this is my rising sign. What does that mean? Like, normally, if you do that shit to me in public, like, if I started talking about astrology and someone comes up to me in public and is like, Hi, uh, I heard you like astrology. What does my birth chart mean? And then shows me their birth chart. I gotta be honest. I don't fucking care. Like, yes, on one hand, you can collect so many data points that you become better at astrology by doing random people's birth charts. But like, I don't know. I Maybe I just don't understand the people who ask that question. Do you think I'm having fun? Like, is that what they think? Like, this is just fun. Like, I'm just having a good time and like going back and doing like all this math to figure out who they are as a person through their birth chart is just like the same as like someone who's like, oh, I really like, um, really like cracking jokes. Oh, can you tell me a joke? And then they like crack a joke. Like, actually, that would be annoying too. And everyone just needs to stop asking people for things that they like to do. Like, the idea that someone inherently wants to share that with the world for free because they like doing it is so crazy and also probably instigated by capitalism i think a little bit like if you don't have like a storefront someone's gonna ask you to do it for free i mean bro people are gonna walk up into the store and try to steal things so either way it's kind of inescapable that people take advantage of other people's passions but i just don't get it like I don't know. I can't imagine what it would be like if I wasn't an astrologer and I was talking to an astrologer, but I can't imagine myself being like, hey, uh, would you read my birth chart right now? Um, oh, you're busy? Oh, like the most common place to be asked this question is like when I'm working. I'm not saying this about anyone particularly, but like I'll have like a customer walk up and be like, hey, Sadie, what signs the moon in? 
your mama boy i don't care <laughs> like i mean i do know what sign the moon's in i do i know what sign what house and i know all the transits that are affecting the moon in that moment but i'm the one who downloaded time passages and read it like a morning newspaper every day so that sounds like a you problem that sounds like you need to take the time down if you like if you're listening to this right now and you are like oh my god i've accidentally done this to an astrologer or whatever or you just want to know where to get the basis of your astrological information download the app time passages it is on iphones and androids there is no this is not some co-star bullshit this is the real deal and in addition i don't know if anyone else knows this about time passages it's not just like it reads your birth chart really in depth that's true you can learn all you want about yourself you can add other people's birth charts learn all about them but do not neglect the fact that on this app there is a tab that teaches you everything about astrology it will literally like i'm gonna open it right now and see what it says because this is unreal that no one uses this and i and they think i'm a jerk when i'm like um, go download time passages because I'm not interested in teaching it myself. And then they're like, wow, what a bitch. It's like, I mean, or you could give me like $100 and I'll teach you something. But there's a section called learn. It has general terms, motions, aspects, elements, houses, moon phases, planetary bodies, and signs. You click on it and you go through each one. It literally tells you the symbol, the ruling planet, the house that it rules, the element, the mode, the keyword, and a whole, like, this dude wrote it out. So please download Time Passages and then read it and then come back to my podcast and then laugh about the jokes I make because I'm pretty funny. Yeah. I definitely want to cover more than just astrology on this podcast. Like, I really want it to encapsulate my entire personality and so I want to talk about things that interest me that are beyond the stars. They're definitely related. Just know that I know everything is related to astrology and everything else I talk about is just going to be the physical embodiment of my birth chart. But, you know, we can talk about other things. For example, I'd really love to read you this fire fucking poem I wrote. Like, I'm so proud of this poem. If you really, like, take the time to go in and, like, figure out what I'm saying, it's a good time. But I'm gonna read it to you right now. I just, I think that, like, some lo-fi in the back might, like, boost this shit. Might make it... Do I curse too much? Like, do people who curse too much not get sponsors one day? I don't know. I can't stop myself from cursing. It's just a thought that I was thinking. Okay, so let me get some lo-fi on. This is one of my favorite lo-fi songs. Okay. And let's get this poem going. Sorry, it's just so pleasant. Let's just turn this up. I'm always afraid of having like gaps in my talking, like having time where there's no talking going on. And then it's like, you know, that might benefit you, Sadie. And I'm like, shut up. Okay, that sounds good to me. That sounds like a good volume. Okay. And then as soon as I say that, I change the volume again because that's just who I am as a person. Okay, here we go. Ready? I'm going to move closer, so you might want to turn your volume down because we're getting a little ASMR-esque in here. I want you to, to hear the crispness of my inability to pronounce words. What do you want from life? Yes, we know. A house and a wife. 
But is a child only happy when flying a kite? Maybe, until they learn about erosion, or the people who sailed across the ocean, or why they love a Shakespearean poem. You know the ridges of your hands where the dirt gets caked in? Practicing a macrocosm of prosperity on haunted lands in the form of a garden? At first, the fruits may spoil or harden, as if no pumpkin is perfect before it is carved in. Over water or dehydrate, plants trust you to guide them. Then the sun is hotter and the rain is flying in. Bright brilliance. Your plants have your resilience. They were grown in the light of your experience. Like a god on earth forgetting the materialist. So what do you want from life? One of my catchphrases in life is don't overthink it, but in this case, 100% overthink that poem. Just spend a lot of time thinking about it. In fact, when you're sad tonight alone in your bed listening to Bon Iver, um, think about this poem and, you know, maybe that's uh, what you need. I'm obviously projecting from the point of view of my 13-year-old self, but why wouldn't I? Everyone else does. And that's the part where you laugh, because it was a joke, and it was also a joke, so you can laugh, and then you can cry after that one. I used to be a really big hater of The Bachelor Nation until my girlfriend made me watch Matt James' Bachelor season, and then I was like, dude, this shit is good. So obviously, I'm watching Katie's season right now, and obviously, I will be tuned in like the biggest fucking fan of The Bachelor Nation when Bachelor in Paradise happens, and I get to watch all the people I watch in The Bachelor be in The Bachelor Paradise. Oh my god, how many times am I going to say that stupid-ass word? But anyways, yeah, my girlfriend introduced me. I thought that maybe I would talk her out of watching it, but instead she talked me into watching it. I should have known because I know how addiction works, and I just, I should have known. Either way, one of my biggest obsessions with it is, you know, learning people's birth charts. And I actually follow an account that has, like, all of the bachelorette in bachelor, like... Oh my god, take a shot every time I say that word and you'll feel great tonight. But really, like, I, I look at all their signs and their... I try to get as much of the birth chart information as I can. I feel really lucky when I can get a reality TV star's rising sign. Like, that is like the lottery but it's interesting to see these people like and be i guess the thing about reality tv is that they're real people but it seems really inauthentic so it's kind of like hard to tell if it's good astrological information but it is really interesting who they end up picking for example right now katie's final three are all rising signs of the earth element and she's an earth sun, so of course she wants an earth rising. Like, it just makes so much sense. And when you notice these patterns, like, I said earlier in this podcast episode that you can get a lot of data points by reading a lot of charts, but if you're too lazy to, like, meet people or make friendships or connections and get to know them in their birth chart, you can just find people's birth charts who are on reality TV. It is one of the best ways that I've learned it personally, because I'm like... Well, it is hard, though, to be fair. Like, as an Aquarius sun, I don't see Aquarius suns on reality TV show a lot. In fact, the last Aquarius sun I can remember seeing on a reality TV show was, I believe, on the LGBT season of Are You the One? Of course, the LGBT season's the first time I saw an Aquarius. Um, but in terms of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, obviously you have, like, a lot of, like, Libra suns, Leo suns. Like, it's the most obvious thing. Like... 
even before finding out anyone's sign, you can definitely predict that this is a Leo-Libra situation. And of course, every Aries is the one who starts the fight. The Tauruses are the fan favorites who are just chilling on the sidelines. Like, it's so predictable that you realize it's actually just proof that astrology is real. So anyways, um, I'm about to watch whatever episode is tonight. I think it's Hometowns. And if I'm losing you right now because you came for the astrology and then I started talking about the straightest thing I could possibly talk about, meanwhile, astrology is one of the gayest things I can talk about, then I'm really sorry, but you need to open your mind. You need to expand your mind to the intelligence of keeping up with the Bachelor Nation. Um, not really. It's just that sometimes I like to rot my brain because when I do a lot of smart things like study astrology... It feels good in a bad way. Um, but when I watch reality TV shows, they feel bad in a good way. So then you have to like find that balance. And I think that's the balance for me is like I can read all I want about all of the spiritual things that I'm into. Or, or I can sit down and watch some people pretend to fall in love. And I really do think they're faking it. Maybe I'm just being a pessimistic Aquarius sun, but... I don't know, if I was on that show, could could you imagine falling in love with cameras on you? Let's forget the fucking Bachelor Nation. Let's talk about all reality TV shows. How can you fall in love with a camera on you? Not to be like a secretive person, but if a camera was on me, there's no way. I would be sweating the whole time. Like, I would be like thinking, I hope the girls that are going to watch this show think what I just said was really cool and hot. Like, I wouldn't even be able to focus on the person in front of me because I'd be thinking, you know, I bet some girl viewing this show when it airs is going to think I'm fucking hot. Like, I wouldn't even be sad if like someone sent me home or if I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, I'd just be like, okay, bet. And then when it airs, I'll get a few thousand followers on Instagram and then I'll have a dating pool then. Like, the idea that you go on to date, like, this one person, like, have you ever met a couple that says, like, oh, we met on a reality TV show? Like, even if you lived in LA, that would be the most, like, out-of-pocket thing for an answer to how did you meet? Like, I just can't even imagine that. I just assume that when people, like, end up together in those shows, like, I'm not, like, that's so cute. I'm really glad they met each other. I'm like, I turn to my girlfriend and I'm like, how long do you think until they break up? Because 100% like they're getting divorced or they're breaking up. It's just like, how long do you think that it can last without the giant cameras? Like, what is the difference? I can't imagine like that it gets deeper, that they get deeper with one another when the cameras are gone. Because if you have the kind of personality where you can fall in love with someone and a camera is on you... What do you do? I don't know what those people do when a camera's not on them. For real. Like, I feel like they just sit in a room, like, in a chair. Like, with the best, the most immaculate posture. And they just, like, their feet are flat on the floor and they're just staring. And then there's this Instagram post on The Bachelor's Instagram. And it's like, now casting. And they just, like, stand up all of a sudden. Like, I swear all the people who come on this show, no matter how much I like them, are just... AIs I invented by the government to practice creating human connections in AIs. I don't know. 
it's a mindfuck. Reality TV is a mindfuck, and I can't help but give into it. Like, I have so many Aquarius placements, 11th house placements, like, it's so addicting, and I'm like, at the same time, I do not believe it's real. On the other hand, I watch conspiracy videos, and I'm like, why didn't they tell me this? Why did my mom not tell me this as a child? But then I watch reality TV shows, and I'm like, it's all fake. No one even loves anyone. It's all a bunch of baloney. So I don't know what that's about. If we want to look into my birth chart, we could probably figure it out. But anyways, I'm probably going to go watch that right now. I'm going to go watch The Bachelorette, Katie's season hometowns right now. I am going to see which man lives up to being fake as fuck. And it's most likely all of them. So I'm excited. And I'm also a pessimist in, in terms of this. And generally in life, I'm a pass. I mean, I'm, a, I'm an optimist in life. And I'm a pessimist in media, if that makes any sense. Um, so anyways, I hope that you guys enjoyed my very first episode of my podcast, Student of the Universe. You can follow me on Instagram at Sadiolul. That is S-A-D-I-O-L-U-L. Or you can follow me on Twitter at CDOlivia333. So thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. I am so excited by the idea of like you wearing AirPods right now and having me like in your little ears like we're besties and I'm just like on a phone call. But you don't get to reply. I'm just like monologuing because I'm an Aquarius. But like you're having a good time too. You just can't say anything. I mean that's just really how real phone calls are with my friends. So I really hope you enjoyed. Um, If you'd like to talk about what I talked about on this podcast, you can go to my website and there's comment sections for you to talk about. Or hopefully you'll be able to just contact me directly because I do have a very small following. I just want to say I love everyone who listened to this regardless if I disagree with you or if I hate you, I still love you. You know what I mean? So anyways, um, I had a really good time filming this. Well, it's not filming. Sorry, I was originally a YouTuber for a good portion of my life, so... Really sorry. I had a really fun time recording this and I'm really excited to record more in the future that are definitely going to be longer than 30 minutes, but I'm just, I'm practicing, you know? Hopefully I'm going to get to the point where I'm like a comedian and you laugh more often than you're not laughing, but I know at least three laughs happened during this podcast. So thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you. I really hope you listen to the next episode and that's it. Goodbye and adios.